talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And welcome to this week's episode of the Artist Interview, a podcast from Hope FM, also on our partner stations worldwide. I'm your host, Gordon T, and it's my absolute pleasure to introduce and bring to the UK and beyond uh, artists from the world of contemporary Christian music. And this week, we've got none other than Mr. Dan Bremner is with us. And I've got to say, you will recognise his music, I'm absolutely sure. He's got some new music coming out next year as well. No, this year is 2022 already. Time is flying by. Uh, but this this first track, let's listen to it right now. You will know it. It's up again. And that was Up Again by Dan Bremnitz. Hey, Dan, how are you doing? Great. How are you doing? Very well, thank you, sir. Very well indeed. So uh, thanks for coming to join us on the Artist Interview. Um, now, we're fairly familiar with tracks like Up, Up Again. It's, uh, it did well on our charts here. Uh, and uh, I think people have been enjoying your music. I certainly have been listening to it quite a bit just lately, and I love it. So uh, it's going to be a real treat to get to listen to some of it right now. But before we do that, would you be happy maybe to share a little bit about your Jesus story uh, and how Jesus fits into your life and then how music all came about as well? Sure, yeah. I was uh, grew up in a small town in Canada, um, and uh, my dad was a pastor, and we were sort of um, really far away from everything, musical and <laughs> radio, everything. It was... Uh, kind of a, a, a weird thing that I ended up doing Christian music and moving to Nashville because I definitely didn't start there. Um, and, uh, you know, growing up in a Christian home, knew a lot about God, Jesus, like dad being a pastor, always surrounded with it, you know, it was all around me. Um, but at one point, um, it's, it's incredible how something can be kind of all around you, but not in you sort of thing. Um, and I did the, the usual, like, you know, except Jesus at every altar call just for fire insurance sort of thing, you know. Um, but it never really clicked inside. Uh, for me, it was when I was uh, around 18 years old and I had an idea of where I wanted to go with my life, what I wanted to do. And I just felt um, a different invitation and I knew it was God. And um, I, I remember just like being in times of like, I'd turn on worship music like delirious that was my band back then and i felt this pull this like pulling to another world to another story and i was dating a girl at the time and i had ideas about what i wanted to do with my life at the time and i felt like i had to give that up it was very weird and it felt like i was you know felt like i was trading it felt like a bad trade at the moment i was like this is this is what i want to be this is who i want to marry this is what but it was like this other this pull. And uh, it's, it's sort of like, that's when I accepted that invitation, I accepted Jesus was what it was. Um, there's a story of when Jesus basically is rounding up his posse and he, uh, he finds people fishing on the beach with their family or doing the, what their life was supposed to be or look like. And uh, he just came along and said, Hey, you want to follow me? Boom. Sure drop everything, follow Jesus. It was, it was sort of like that. And for me, that that's what made it real. It was this actual real step, this real move in a different direction. And that's how my, I really feel like my relationship with God actually became real 
and started. Uh, and shortly after that, I ended up going and doing um, uh, a mission with YWAM and uh, yeah, in Australia. Wow, um, cool. Hanging out with some, some ex-UK convicts there in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, loved it. Uh, and then that was sort of like an, another, like just big change. And uh, that's sort of when I, I thought, you know, I can do music, but I'm going to do it with a different purpose, like just a different direction. And it sort of like set me on a trajectory, which led me here. Um, but it all came back to that moment of, of deciding exactly what it meant to follow Jesus. Yeah. Well, uh, why I'm now obviously on the radio, people couldn't see, see, but I gave a little cheer at that moment because my wife and I many years ago, uh, spent time with YWAM. So youth with a mission, oh, nice. uh, an amazing organization. So in a great place oh, yeah. to, to get transformed as well. So, um, so you go there because you think it might bless other people, but I think the biggest blessing is the change it does within you. So, yeah. so I guess you did discipleship training school. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's pretty cool. So, so you, so you came away thinking I'll do music, but with a different purpose in it all with, with, I guess, Jesus right at the center of, of your ambitions. Um, uh, so you finished in Australia. Uh, so when you, when you're in Australia, did you spend the whole time in Australia or did you go abroad for the outreach phase or what happened? Uh, we went to uh, Indonesia and Japan for our outreach. Okay. So get to see a little bit more of the world. Yeah. I uh, fell in love with traveling a little more. It was, it was great. Wow. Okay. That, that's an exciting thing. I think uh, secretly Dan and I are giving a little plug. Maybe if you've got a, a person who's on a gap year or thinking about what, what they do after uni or before uni, YWAM, we'd like to give it a thumbs up, I think, because uh, it's great. Okay. So, okay. But becoming a musician is, to be honest with you, not a very easy road is my guess because uh, many people think they want to be musicians. I'd like to be a musician, but I ended up being a radio presenter instead. So, um, so but in fairness, that's probably a wise thing because I actually totally can't play any instruments. So what instruments do you, do you play, Dan? Well, I started on the drums. Um, I never thought I'd be a singer, but I learned guitar. My youth pastor taught me guitar when I was about 16, 17. And then I started to sing, never thought I could sing. And it's just the sort of thing that you keep doing, you get better at. So a lot of people ask me about that, the journey and a lot of people are aspiring to do music. And I always tell them, you just have to do it because <laughs> you don't know unless you do it. And it's the sort of thing that you get better at every time, you know? Um, so yeah, that mainly now I just play guitar and sometimes piano and, and sing from stage. Okay. So when you, but when you, when you got back from Australia to, to Canada, how do you, at that point, was that 19, 18, something like that? Uh, I would have been, yeah, 19. Mm -hmm. So, and you said, right, I'm going to be a musician, but what practically did you do? Obviously you're saying, just keep singing, keep doing it. But how do you actually release an album? How did you go about that process? Um, yeah, I went to, to Vancouver, like the nearest big city. And uh, I spent all my savings and recorded 10 songs of my original songs. And I self-produced it, played my own drums, did a lot of it, um, as much of it I could do myself to save money. And, uh, and then ordered a thousand CDs. They showed up on my door and I was like, well, I guess I got to get rid of these. <laughs> so that the next step kind of forced me into touring. So I just started calling up churches and, and just saying, Hey, can I come and share my music? And they said, sure. Um, and that turned into about a, a five year journey of just touring around Canada and went back to Australia, went to New Zealand, um, did some music in Europe. Uh, and then, at one point it turned into a record deal and, and that's when we decided to move to Nashville. 
Okay, so you say we, so I'm obviously missing out on a on a vital piece of information. Then, so who who's the we in your life? Well, at the time, I, I'd been I was uh, I'm still married, but I was married, but we had just had our first kid, Eli, who was zero years old at the time when we moved here. Uh, he was about two months, and we uh, picked everything up, moved to Nashville. Now we have another daughter, Eden. So there's there's four of us all together now. Uh, and and your wife's name is Brittany. Brittany, I, I have seen a picture of your wife actually on on um, uh, Twitter, where you said my oh, wife, okay. you said my wife looks like a model or something like that. <laughs> and I actually thought, yeah, she does actually. So um, so yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty cool. Okay, so everyone up sticks sticks and moved with you to Nashville. Um, so big change really for the whole family. Yeah. Did you like Nashville compared to being in Vancouver or Canada? Oh, I love Nashville. We, we're still here. Nashville feels like home to us. You know. British Columbia, Vancouver is obviously very beautiful, um, but we do love the weather here and we love being a part of the the music community here. It's sort of like back home. There's not really a space for that. So we can all be weird together here. Yeah. Okay. So um, loving the outcome, Jody and Chris. So they're, they're Canadians. They're in Nashville. They must be friends of yours. I was just talking to Jody about an hour or so ago. Yeah, they're good friends of ours. We love them. Oh, yeah. Well, we have them on station before, and I, I thought they were fabulous. So yeah, that's okay. cool. Um, in fact, I, I, I did. I was pretty confident you'd like them because I did notice that on your acoustic album, uh, they've been involved that's in great. that and on one of the tracks. So, which is which is lovely. So, in fact, let's talk about your albums briefly. So, you, you put out your first album. You 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 did a, a thousand. I went around churches to to sell them. Mm-hmm. Did you manage to sell all thousand? I did, yeah, and a few more, <laughs> and a few more. So, so obviously went quite well, and then and then off the back of it going well, you moved to Nashville and you produced another album, which is, I guess, where where the light is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, which which also I thought was quite a good album, by the way. So, um, so of the songs that you produced in your in those first two albums, which is your favourite track? Um... I like where the light is. Uh, I also sing a lot. Another one off of that record called over that just talks about regret, which is something that everybody deals with. So I like the message in that song and how it speaks to that. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think of what else is on there. Um, beautiful. I like beautiful. That was one of the first songs I ever wrote. So it feels kind of special. Yeah. And beautiful obviously had a, a huge um, streaming success with a number of, of listens to that. It was a, um, very well received, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it did okay. Yeah, yeah, it did okay. I think I think it had millions of streams. So oh, I, I, there you go. I think more more than more than okay. It was it was it was a great success, which is which is <laughs> nice. So um so but you didn't your your original record deal that that got canned, didn't it? That was with Capital. Yep, it just didn't go past one record. So I was kind of like, well, what do we do now? So we actually moved back to Canada. I had our daughter in Vancouver and I worked on another record, um, which is called wherever I go. And, um, yeah, basically finished it on my own again in Canada and came back to Nashville and signed a new record deal, which was felt like a miracle to me in the moment. I didn't think that would happen again. Um, and wherever I go ended up being the album that sort of really worked for me. Um, even in comparison to where the light is, so I had a lot of fun with that. And being a drummer, I sort of brought back in those, in that rhythm. Um, I, I love playing like rhythm and blues and like funky music and like funk music and things like that. Um, so it was sort of like brought it all together. 
into something that I was like, oh, this is actually the music I really like making. Not that I didn't like the previous album. I just had a little more fun on this one. I know, I'd like speaking to a bit more fun because I tell you what, there's lots of little flourishes that you put in. There's always, at one point, it's like almost the sound of a cuckoo. It's not a cuckoo, but it goes, <laughs> and I think it's, and there's always little bits that you know, like sometimes you just hang for a moment and put on an extra, an extra something on the end of things. It's like almost a bit of punctuation on the end. I really enjoy that. So I, I was like, oh, this, there's a lot of fun listening to your music. I tell you what, if you want to be cheered up, uh, I would recommend listeners go and listen to the whole of uh, the Wherever I Go album uh, from start to finish because it's a great piece of work. Thank so you. musically, just just excellent. So anyway, um, okay, so you've had that album. That's um, that's really done well. You enjoyed making it. Um, and we've got, we've got another track. Before we talk about the future, let's, let's talk about this next track that we can play. So this is called uh, Wouldn't Change a Thing. It came out December 2021. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the track. What's, what, why did you write it? Um, uh, who's it aimed at? Uh, and then we'll look forward to listening to it. Fun, fun story. I actually wrote it with somebody in the UK, a guy named Jimmy James. And um, so that's kind of fun. And That is cool. And uh, I had, did it over Zoom during um, quarantine. And really, really like Jimmy. And uh, so there, there's a little piece of the UK there. And he, um, he and I wrote this song just about this idea of, again, this is about regret. It's, it's really easy for us to look back, isn't it? And just say, man, if only I wouldn't have done this, wouldn't have said that, you know, wouldn't have gone there, wouldn't have eaten that, wouldn't have thought that, you know, we, just, we can, our whole life can be filled with regret. And this song is really the idea of looking back and saying like, you know what, I, I probably would change it, but it's kind of tongue in cheek saying like, I can't, so I won't, I'll learn from it and I'll grow. And there's grace, you know, and, um, you know, I always say like, you know, regret has to do with the past. Anxiety has to do with the future, but neither of them have any business being present. This moment that we have right now is all that we're going to ever have. So we waste it by worrying about the future and regretting the past, especially with the truth that we know that we're forgiven, we're loved, we're taken care of. We don't have to do that. I wouldn't change a thing, no, not a thing. Cause some things were and some were meant to be. And that's just the way things go until it's history nobody knows. What could have been different, but I love this life I'm in. And that was Wouldn't Change a Thing by Dan Bremnes. And I'm very pleased to say that Dan is still with us here for The Artist Interview, a podcast from Hope FM. Dan, that's a beautiful track. Uh, and the introduction actually was so helpful for us thinking about, yeah, we can't, we can't change uh, the past and uh, we can trust God for the future as well. It'd be great at this point, you were happy to pray for listeners. Yeah, absolutely. God, I just pray for everybody listening right now that you would give um you'd give us all the strength to to focus on you it's so hard sometimes you know when we have our our regrets and our failures in our past always we can think of it and um i know that you're calling us into this moment to trust you and to love you and uh, and we do give us the strength to to keep looking to you amen amen Amen. Uh, and if you're listening and thinking, who's this Jesus that Dan and Gordon are talking about? Just want to encourage you to find a local church. You can go online if you're in the UK to www.findachurch.co.uk. And if you're listening, listening elsewhere in the world, contact the station you're listening to us on and ask them, can they recommend a good church? Because there are many churches that would love you to find more of God's amazing love. Right, Dan, 
it's 2022 just started january 2022 what do you think this year has for you of any year i have no idea <laughs> my life has been turned upside down like a lot of artists um haven't really been touring for the last year and a half sort of doing whatever we can to to make sure we keep food on the table and are that sort of thing and um busy with the kids and um yeah, it's a, there's a lot of question marks. So this is one of those moments where I have to eat my own words, you know, and, and trust God for the future. Cause it's, it seems very unclear. Um, but there's been some great moments so far and, uh, you know, I've really enjoyed, uh, the ride and, uh, there's something about not exactly knowing the future that, you know, it can freak you out, but it can also be exciting, uh, because anything could happen. Uh, that is reasonably fair. Uh, one of the things I'm hoping, one of the things I'm hoping might happen, uh, is there going to be a new album this year? Oh, of course. Yeah, that's a for sure. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's good I'm news. I'm coming okay. up with a, a brand new song at the end of this month, uh, or beginning of February, I should say, and then another new one, um, March, another in April, and, and then the record will come out in June. So got lots, okay. of, lots, of, lots of fun new music coming for sure. Talking of fun new music, one of the things with your music is, it's not super overtly in your face Christian. It's not got Jesus every second line or anything like that. I, I, I could get, yep. I could give the album to my non-Christian friends and I think that a lot of them would really enjoy it. So, um, so who would you say is your target audience? Um, so what you're talking about is, is on purpose. Some, some, there are some songs that are very blatant and, and very strictly like, okay, wow, this is a Christian song, but I found myself uh, in my travels on, a, on an airfare or catching up with friends I graduated with that are not church people or just new people I meet on the street. Hey, what do you do? I do music. I was thinking about them a lot when I was making some of this new music. And I thought, you know, anybody should be able to pick up my music and listen to it and, and enjoy it. Um, but then there's some little sprinkles in there that might make them ask like, ah, oh, I wonder what wonder what's going on, what he's talking about. So rather than like being blunt and I'd, right in people's faces, uh, I wanted something for just everybody. Um, and if they started digging in and listening to the record a bit more, listening to more of my music, they'd find out pretty quickly what's going on. Um, so that's sort of the goal um, is, is just to have something for everybody, positive, um, encouraging music, uh, stuff that speaks to the soul, speaks to the heart. And, um, leaves room i think for the holy spirit to to speak himself yeah, that i've got to say i think you've got a big tick success you you you're managing that if that's your aim I, i've got to say i've enjoyed the tracks listened to but i'm really looking forward to, to the new record how many how many tracks will be on the album i think 10 if i'm not mistaken yeah 10. okay yeah will there be a hidden track <laughs> not yet no, I, I don't, that's, no, that's always fun no no one seems to do um, hidden tracks anymore do hard, they? hard to hide them without a cd now yeah you, know? that, you can't like sneak it on there you'd have to just have a very very long last track on on um, <laughs> the right. spotify that's list yeah okay so where do people connect you if people want to actually find out about you where, where do you hang out most mostly like instagram and that sort of thing facebook sometimes um yeah um I would say touring, but I'm, I'm not touring a lot right now. So I'm still on pause a little bit. You, you mentioned earlier that you'd been uh, in Europe. Mm -hmm. did, you, did you get as far as the UK? I did. I visited, but I didn't, I didn't play music in the UK, unfortunately. I did some writing there, but I didn't get to, to play. So, you know, maybe one day. Uh, maybe that needs to be corrected. Yeah, that's an, that's an omission <laughs> in, your, in your life, clearly. So, um, so okay. wh where did you play in Europe? Uh, I played in Germany. 
Um, I played in, I always forget the names of these countries, um, Germany, Sweden, Norway. I should know Norway because my family's all from Norway. Um, and okay. uh, Denmark. And there's another, there's another country. I just always forget the name of it. And I'm ashamed that I do, but I'll just, I'm, I know I'm not going to remember. Some, somewhere else with a cool name. I, I, that, that explains because yeah. your, your dad's name, was it Norville? Have I pronounced that right? Yeah. 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 That, mm-hmm. that, that, that I, I thought, I wonder where that name's from, but Norway does, um, yeah. does make Very some nice sense. Reason. So when did they move from Norway to Canada then? Uh, it was, it was shortly after my dad was born. Okay. So a, a, a while, a while a back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we have lots of great relatives in Norway. And when I was over there playing music, we got to meet them and it was really special. That, that explains why you went to, to those sorts of countries rather than prioritizing playing in the UK. But we'll, you can sort that out next time. <laughs> that's, that's fine. So, um, so this guy who you mentioned in the UK, so what was his name again? Oh, um, Jimmy James. Yeah. So how do you know Jimmy James then? Uh, it was just through some mutual friends and... Um, in my record label, someone there knew of him and said, Hey, do you want to write with this guy? And I was like, sure. And, and then we just hit it off and really enjoyed his company. Worked out well. That's good. If I could ask just a little bit about your journey with God for a moment. Um, is there a time when you've really seen God step in with an answer to prayer? Yeah. I mean, so much the, over this past year in 2020, when, when everything was sort of shut down, uh, we had just bought a, a house, which is a big step of faith. And it was a big fixer upper. And uh, I ended up having to do most of the work it took me about eight, nine months. And I would say in, in those months, I discovered the hand of God in a big way. Um, it's almost, it's almost like miracle after miracle to get here. And now here I am, I'm sitting in the house and it's done. And it's um, been a big part of our story and, and just seeing God's faithfulness, like on those days that I just didn't have time to pray. I just had to work. (laughs) It was crazy deadlines and surprises and um, just feeling like I don't, I didn't deserve that sort of help or grace, but it was there and it was, it was great. That that is very cool. I've got to say, also, I'm very impressed. You're not only a musician, but also, you know, how to do up a house. So I, I would have no idea. So, um, so that's that's multi multi talented, sir. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM artist interview. In the Bible, I, obviously, you've been brought up with the Bible uh, all around you. I should think. Who's your favourite Bible character, and why? That's a great question. Um, if I was to narrow it down to one, I love the story of Joseph because Joseph had big dreams. I feel like I have big dreams. I think we all have big dreams. He was 17 and he saw the future, right? He had this vision of where he's going to be. He's going to be the king, you know, he's, his brothers are going to bow down to him. And I feel like that's a lot like us. We have these, this vision or this idea, this dream that we feel like God's put in our life. And we actually think it's going to happen tomorrow, just like Joseph did. The crazy thing about Joseph is it went the other way. Instead of becoming like a king, the next, pretty much the next day he was in prison, sold. He was sold by his own family. And for, I forget the amount of years, it was at least 15 years he spent time constantly, like felt like he got there and then pushed right back down. And at his darkest, darkest hour in, in the darkest place of his life in prison, uh, God's will came about. And 
and then it all happened at once. And I love that story because so many of us, we have this vision for our life and how we think it's going to go. And then it usually goes the other way. And that's when we have to trust that it's actually not our story. It's God's story. And at the end, when Joseph's brothers finally did come and come to him and bow down, and he was the prince, the king, the everything that he saw, he finally saw it at that point. He said, now I understand. This is all about saving a nation. This wasn't about me. This wasn't about me looking awesome or being the man and having my brothers bow down to me. This was much bigger. And sometimes it takes us years to grow into the plans that God has for us, but we're not going to miss it. It's going to happen because it's his idea. And it's not about us. It's about so many other bigger things, and, but we get to be a part. Um, so that's why I love Joseph. Yeah. And clearly a good example of things going quite badly wrong, but God's plan playing out through it. Um, when you've been touring uh, and on the road, I'm guessing that not everything always goes smoothly. Do you ever have one of those stories where things didn't go to plan, but God stepped in? Uh, it's a good question. I mean, I feel like, I mean, every, every tour, every, everything is like that. And you just have to, to kind of roll with it. Um, I can't think of anything in particular off the top of my head, but uh, I've been in a few accidents, bus accidents on the road. And uh, I'm just thankful that nothing really bad happened, you know? Um, so just thankful for, for God's protection and care and, um, it's always nice to be able to come back home alive. <laughs> yes, uh, that, that definitely is a, probably one of the things that your wife has high on the list for your touring to, to come back safe and sound, especially for your kids as well. And we've got, we've got another track to play from you. So this track's called Run Away With Me, uh, which I think all right, you co-wrote that with Mike Donahue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so previously from 10th Avenue North. Yep. Tell, us about, tell us about Run Away With Me. Yeah, we wrote this one at the height of COVID, um, especially when all travel was canceled. And we were sitting in a room and we're just like, man, sure would be nice to bring our wives, our wives somewhere, wouldn't it? <laughs> and we're like, why don't we just write a song about that? And it just felt like a time where people couldn't dream, you know, couldn't had nothing to hope for. And there's something in the way that we're wired. If we don't have something to look forward to, um, we really do fall apart. It's tough. There's a verse in Proverbs and it says, without vision, people perish without hope, you know, without something to look at. And scientifically, the body actually dies when we when people retire and they have nothing to do. Statistically speaking, the body starts dying. Isn't that amazing? Um, How if we don't have something to look forward to, we fall apart. So this song was we were trying to give ourselves hope and give people hope and just say, like, what would we do if we could right now? And we just sort of, we just had a lot of fun with it. And we painted a picture of all the places that we would go and all the places we'd take our wife. And, and um, we just had a blast writing it. And it's, it's just a, it's just a love song. Um, and that turned into a music video. And uh, I called up my friend, John, who did another video with me. And I said, Hey, I think I have an idea for a video and we just have to find a private Island. Would you go with me? And he said, yeah, why not? <laughs> So we found this private island um, in the middle of Belize and it was perfect. I saw the, the, the ad for it on, on um, Airbnb, but I didn't have enough money to, to do it. I was in between my records and, and my label. They, they didn't have a budget yet. So I was like, 
it was one of those step of faith things. So I reached out to the owner and said, Hey, I don't have much, but I love your Island. Would you consider um, how, helping us do a music video there? Maybe giving us a discount. And he responded and he said, did you write the song up again? And I said, yeah, I did. And he said, I want you to come to the Island and film this music video for free. <laughs> <gasps> so wow. This sort of became the story and, and we tell the story in the music video, which is out now. You can, you can look at it. It explains the whole story. We wanted to take the opportunity to inspire people because all of this happened in a time where travel felt impossible. And it really felt like God was at the heart of it, connecting two people from, different parts of the world. And, and we were able to tell this story and, and inspire people to sometimes, sometimes, you know, when we feel at our darkest or lowest, or when we don't have vision for the future, sometimes that's just the best time to dream. And it's the time that God can break through impossible situations and do things you'd never imagined, which I lived through, you know, for once in my own life, I lived in my own song, my own story, you know, words that were spoken in a time of darkness all of a sudden became words of life and, and they literally materialized in front of us. And we were standing on this island just looking around like, wow. Uh, I feel a little bit jealous. <laughs> that's, that's, well, if, if this helps at all, it was two, two full days of work and 14 hours of travel on each side of it. We were exhausted. So um, it was hard work, but we did catch a little bit of sunshine. And um, if you feel jealous, just watch the video and live vicariously through it. <laughs> uh, I, I think I, I will enjoy that. So um, just want to say so thank you so very much, Dan Bremnitz, for joining us today. And this is your track, Run Away With Me. God bless you, Dan. Bye-bye. Get lost down some street Dance to the beat Let's waste some time Cause I'm taking you away inside my mind And that was Run Away With Me by the wonderful Dan Bremnes. And thank you so very much, Dan, for joining us for the Artist Interview podcast from Hope FM. And there are many other episodes from great artists with amazing stories and lovely music for you to enjoy. Just pop onto your favourite podcast platform and search up The Artist Interview. Thanks very much for joining me, Gordon T. God bless you. Bye-bye. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music, this is the Hope FM Artist Interview.